Hello and welcome to level 56 of Three Extra Lives, a video game and trivia podcast. I'm your host, Tom Knight. Good to have you here again. I don't know if I'm talking to myself because I've been away for a few weeks. I've been recharging those batteries. I'm really glad to be back sitting in front of the microphone, talking to you about video games, feel good stories, indie titles, you know, all that stuff that we know and love. And just a little announcement to get started is that this show is going to be moving to a bi-weekly schedule. So that's going to be every two weeks. We have been coming at you every week. Decided to push that to every two weeks. And that's going to allow me just a bit more creative space to be putting these episodes together. I was feeling a bit of pressure doing this on the weekly schedule, going from week to week and not feeling I had enough time to appreciate and give the energy to the games that I'm playing that they deserve. And doing this is going to give me just a little bit more space to be creative. It's already inspiring a couple of potentially new ideas for the show, which may or may not come to fruition, but we shall see. But just wanted to put that up at the top there, that Three Actual Lives is going to be moving to a bi-weekly show that's every two weeks, because I know some people think bi-weekly is twice a week. Definitely won't be doing that right now. So every two weeks, Three Extra Lives, still on the same day, same time. That's not going to change. That's your little announcement. As we get back into business, let's get on with the show! So the other day, I pooped my pants. Bit of context, I didn't actually poop my pants. I was playing a game called Dead by Daylight. And Dead by Daylight is a multiplayer 4 versus 1 horror game where one player takes the role of a killer, and the other four players play as survivors. Now you've seen horror movies, you know how it goes. There's the killer out there chasing the survivors. The survivors usually get themselves in a circumstance where they can't escape, and we, we all know what happens. We've seen, we've seen horror films. We know usually it's one person survives at the end, and sometimes in Dead by Daylight, that's exactly the same. Now this game is very much inspired by the horror genre, and that's backed up by the fact that a lot of the DLC content from this game is well-known characters from horror movies, from horror video games, from TV shows. Some of the more notable characters in this game, you've got Steve and Nancy from Stranger Things and a Demi-Gorgon. You've got Leverface from Texas Chainsaw Massacre. You've got Triangle Head from Silent Hill. There's a lot of DLC in this game, which I'm running into talking about that before even mentioning the game. So this game is an online game, and I jumped into this for the first time fairly recently with my good old friends over at Dragon Powered Studio, and I didn't really know what to expect. I've heard a lot about Dead by Daylight. It has been out since June 2016, and it has a lot of positive reviews, but I know it's a game that you probably want to be playing with your friends. It is one of those games where if you're going to go on on your own, playing online, it's probably not going to be as an enjoyable experience as if you are just playing with a group of friends. So I'm somebody that doesn't really like horror games. I mean, I say I don't like them. I just feel like I can't play them. I get quite anxious. I'm just waiting for that jump scare. And I have a hard time playing horror games, even though there's part of me that would love to be able to sit and play through them. So anyway, here we are playing Dead by Daylight in the online space. Playing as a survivor, you have to start up five generators in the map that you're playing on. And there's various different maps from your kind of spooky woods, all mists and cornfields and abandoned buildings and just kind of all that. Fairly generic horror locations. 
your aim as the survivors is to start these five generators, which powers up escape doors, which you then open and flee from the game. But that sounds really simple. All the while you're being pursued by a savage killer who's trying to stop you, who's trying to grab you, put you on hooks that take a lot of damage. And if you get put on these hooks three times, then you get sacrificed. And as your characters take damage, they bleed, they make noise, they're groaning. And that and that's all beneficial to the killer who is stalking their prey and trying to eliminate you. Now, one of you plays as the killer, the rest of you are playing as the survivor, and it is super intense. I mean, I gotta say, I haven't played anything quite like this in the online space of just the sheer tension and the sheer anticipation of being a survivor and trying to stay undetected from somebody who's hunting you down, trying to find you. I mean, you're a, you don't really have much in the way of attack. You're basically defenseless. You're sneaking around. You maybe can pick up something like a flashlight to shine into the killer's eyes to blind them for several seconds, but you have no way to really attack. You're just trying to survive, trying to get these generators powered up and trying to escape. And playing as a killer is also quite a interesting experience because you're trying to track these survivors down, you're trying to stop them, you're trying to eliminate them before they can make their grand escape. And there's quite a lot of survivors in this game character-wise and killers that all have various abilities and various traits that you can customize your playstyle with. This game also has a ranked mode which higher up gets quite serious with regards to the meta and what kind of killers are the best, what kind of survivors are the best, what kind of builds are the best. But I'm at this stage right now just playing this game with friends where I'm taking it very casually and just enjoying the experience that it is being thrown into this horror situation, this horror movie where you're trying to escape or you're trying to catch these survivors. And it's it's something else. I have to say it just haven't had this feeling from an online game for quite a while that's just left me feeling like, wow, this rush, this feeling inside of just sheer varying emotions from terror to exhilaration on making an escape and I have to say I'm looking forward to playing a lot more of this game with the Dragon Power crew and getting to to learn more about how to play this game and to understand it a bit more as well but there's so much here and it seems to constantly be getting updated with new characters new maps and even though it's been out for four years, it still feels like there's a lot to be discovered in this game. So I've talked enough about this for now. That's Dead by Daylight. You probably want to check it out if you're any sort of fan of horror, the horror genre. You're going to absolutely love this game. And if you can, grab some friends, jump in there. You're going to have a good time. It's trivia time. So we were talking about dead by daylight and you know daylight a new day led me to this question international video game day falls on what month of the year the correct answer is september national video games day is observed annually on september 12th i didn't know that now I do. If you got that one right, give yourself an extra life. Next up on three extra lives, 
I'm going to talk to you about Super Hot. Yes, Super Hot. Now, this game has quite an interesting origin story. It was a 2013 seven day FPS challenge entry, which the Super Hot team then developed more into a browser based demonstration. And the attention that that brought eventually allowed this game to become a Kickstarter project that secured its funding. And then in February 2016, the game launched on Windows. Following that, we had versions for the Xbox One, PlayStation 4, Nintendo Switch, moving into super hot virtual reality. And now, as of July 2020, we've had a standalone expansion known as Super Hot Mind Control Delete. Now, Super Hot, it's set in a minimalistic environment. You're playing in a first person standpoint and you go into levels where you're being chased and attacked by these almost red silhouettes made of glass and the interesting thing about this game is that time only moves when you're moving and for example if one of these enemies shoots a bullet at you if you're standing still that bullet's not going to be moving or it's going to be moving extremely slow so it actually gives you time to react to dodge bullets you get your neo on from the matrix there and enjoy a bit of bullet time and every enemy in this game only requires one hit to be eliminated the game's quick to restart if you fail and once you beat a level you get the classic super hot and you get a real-time replay of the events that unfold and it actually looks pretty impressive when you look back at it as you play the game a bit more some other features become enabled such as the ability to be able to hot switch which means you can move from your body into the body of an enemy which then means that enemy is eliminated but you control their body and there is a story going on in this game about control and the fact that you're in a simulation but you're maybe not in a simulation is it real is it not real it's very fourth wall in its approach of just what exactly is going on i don't want to go too much into that side of things but the cool thing about super hot was that this game came out like i said back in 2016 on PC. It's a game I'd picked up around that time and with the launch of the standalone expansion now, Super Hot Mind Control Delete, which works a little bit less like a story and more like a roguelike in a way that levels are procedurally generated and you progress through the game by unlocking perks and using those perks. But still it's an interesting take on the Super Hot style of gameplay. And this came out through early access in December 2017, but now has been officially released in July 2020. And that cool point about this game that I need to make is that the developers of this game gave this standalone expansion away for free for anyone who owns Superhot as a token of their gratitude for the faith that the fan base had shown in the original Superhot title. The developer said, look, we appreciate the support you've given us this game is there for you. It's for free. It'll be added to your accounts wherever you play the game. Enjoy. And I really love that. I was just pretty much blown away by the fact it's like, wow, I've been waiting for another super hot game for a while. Now I've got it. I didn't have to pay for it. And okay, I love supporting developers. I love to pay for the things that I think are worth supporting. And I that's a big thing about 
playing indie games and supporting indie games is being able to do that but due to their success that they've had over time they said look it's fine we want to give something back and it was just a really nice acknowledgement and of course i'm not expecting every indie dev to do this or every developer to do this in fact but it was just a nice touch it was just quite heartwarming and humbling to be able to say oh wow i'm getting to play your new game it's just added to my account i i didn't have to purchase it i probably would have but there you go i know when there's another super hot game obviously i'm gonna be like okay well i'm really appreciative of this developer and what they're doing for their fan base and speaking of giving something back the success of super hot has allowed the super hot team to establish a program called Superhot Presents. Now this is a funding system for other small indie games and they've been looking for quirky and unique titles that require financial assistance and at its launch in August 2019 the Superhot Presents fund was already supporting the Frog Detective series by Worm Club and Knuckle Sandwich by Andrew Brophy. So not only have Team Superhot been giving back to their player base, they've also been looking at other developers and looking to support them as well. So I think overall the story of Superhot, how it came from that humble beginnings of a seven day FPS challenge game into a browser game, into a Kickstarter, into now three titles on, they've got virtual reality going on, they're supporting other indie developers too. I think it's such a great story and it's really great to see an indie developer now supporting other indie developers, helping them bring their games and ideas to life. So that's super hot. If you've never played it, it's worth some of your time for sure. I get a lot of pleasure out of jumping into some super hot for short speeds of time and sometimes a little binge. It's the most innovative shooter I've played for years. You should go check it out. That's super hot by super hot team. It's trivia time. So we were talking about super hot. And that made me think of Super. So, you know, speaking of Super, what year did the first licensed Superman game release? Was it 1979, 1989, or 1999? The correct answer is 1979. Superman was an action adventure game for the Atari 2600 designed by John Dunn and published by Atari in 1979. It was one of the first single player games for the system and one of the earliest licensed video games. There you go. If you got that one right, give yourself an extra life. And finally, on this level of three extra lives, let me tell you about Dark Room. This is a game from Lexip Games and I was very fortunate enough to be sent a key for this game to check out and fired up the old Twitch stream the other day and jumped into some darkroom. And this is your classic kind of horror point and click adventure of the fact that you're seeing pretty much everything from a perspective, a static perspective of each room that you click into aspects of the room and you get close-ups of the room and then you, maybe you've got something to interact with like a drawer or a puzzle. In a way, that's quite a simplistic version of the point-and-click genre, but it takes nothing away from this game at all because there's an outlining story of you're waking up in a room in an abandoned house, and not everything is as it seems. There is some reason why you're in this room, how you got there, and why you can't really remember 
who you are. And I have to say, playing this on stream, it almost felt like I was playing an interactive escape room with my audience. I want to put a big shout out to Sil from the Whispers of War podcast who was in the chat at the time and helped me solve a puzzle that was an absolute head scratcher. There's definitely been moments in this game where I'm scribbling down numbers on bits of paper, quotes that are maybe wrote on the wall in blood and trying to piece this all together to solve puzzles and that there is some various outcomes to this game and it is being titled as episode one of Dark Room. So potentially we're going to see this as a series of games and a continuing storyline which to me is very interesting because there is a narrative around this game of yes you're in this abandoned house but the how you got there is somewhat interesting and maybe a little bit scientific in fact the reasons for you being in this house so as you go through the game you'll also find reports from people and it will help you piece together perhaps different characters different stories but so far playing this game it's been all me i haven't met anyone else but occasionally you'll get cutscenes that will fill you in with some more information as you uncover the dark secrets that this game holds and it is quite simplistic in its execution, but there is an ambience in this game, an atmosphere of even when you're in these static rooms and you're looking for clues, like you do have this uneasy feeling. And I remember feeling a similar way when I played The Death of Aaron Myers, which I talked about this game a long time ago on this podcast, but it's a similar kind of playstyle where you're clicking in an environment, finding clues. And yes, it hasn't been straightforward for me. I even somewhat embarrassingly was stuck in the first room for quite a while because I was trying to figure out how things were working, how I was interacting with the environment and I got there eventually and managed to escape. But I think it's really neat when you have games like this that they can still stump you. You, you don't have all the moving pieces or all the shiny things telling you what to do and you're sitting there and just it's just the basics of video games. It really reminds me of just old school gaming when you would used to fire up a game and you just started in a room there was no real information there and you just started figuring it out you started writing down clues and you started remembering something you saw in another room and wondering if that's helping you solve a puzzle later on in the game and i'm definitely definitely enjoying the experience that darkroom is offering so far it looks like it's probably going to take three to five hours of your time as well and that's that's a good little playthrough for a game like this it's priced at about two pounds 9p on steam so for quite a few hours of fun it's very fairly priced and like i say it felt more to me like a interactive escape room that spread over multiple rooms and it's just been an enjoyable experience and there's a storyline there as well that is going to be quite fascinating to see where that heads but i definitely think if you like puzzle games i know in the last episode of three actual i talked about the room this is the dark room and definitely picking up on some similar gameplay elements there as well and these games i could just play over and over and it's just a, a type of game that just for me it doesn't seem to get old it doesn't seem to get uninteresting because I just like solving puzzles. I like trying to work out how to get to the next room, how to unlock that door and how to uncover those mysteries that await. And yeah, that's Dark Room by Lexip Games.
go check it out and see if you can escape before me. It's trivia time. So I was talking about dark room and that made me think of the word dark. And anyway, that led to this question. Can you name the main protagonist for the perfect dark video game series? Here's a clue. Her surname is Dark. The correct answer is Joanna Dark. Did you get that one right? If you did, give yourself an extra life. And here we are at the end of another level of Three Extra Lives. How did you do on the trivia this week? Why not let me know over on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, at Three Extra Lives. Always love to hear how you're doing. If you've got any feedback about the show, you can fire it over to me there as well. Or you can email podcast at threeextralives.com. Always love to hear from you. Anything you want to let me know, recommendations, how you did on the trivia, feel good video game stories, podcast at 3xlifes.com and as always head over to 3xlifes.com for the show notes links to everything i've mentioned so you don't have to go searching it will all be there for you and that's it we've reached the end i hope you enjoyed this level of 3 extra lives and i will see you all in level 57